Welcome to Explorations of the Heart and Soul, guided meditations by Australian Zen teacher Andrew Tutel. Find out more at ordinarymind.com.au. Andrew's Zen teachings are made possible by donations from people like you. into your posture. If you're sitting on the floor, just get the sense of allowing your body to completely be held up by the floor. If you're sitting on a chair, just allow your body to completely relax and to be held up by the chair and the sensations of your feet on the ground and just rest your hands on your lap or just gently fold them together series of guided meditations on Tuesday morning. We all will be exploring our direct experience. Zen meditation is seeing clearly who we are and resting in that which we are. The most direct route to seeing clearly who we are is simply to ask yourself, am I aware? There's only two responses to that question, yes or no. So meditation is just resting or simply abiding in this awareness that we are this one which is aware and getting clearer and clearer more acquainted and more intimate with that which is aware
we begin by simply noting how our body in the form of sensations the world in the form of perceptions and the mind in the form of thoughts images, feelings simply is appearing and disappearing in our awareness moment by moment we are both at the same time this constant stream of changing sensations and perceptions thoughts and feelings and at the same time the awareness in which these sensations perceptions, thoughts and feelings are appearing a good metaphor is that of water so if water is awareness then sensations and perceptions are like vibrations in the water feelings are like currents in the water thoughts are like waves little waves or ripples on the water but there is no inside or outside to the water we are the water, we can't see the water. The water is not an object like the sensations and perceptions and feelings and thoughts are. So it's getting clear about awareness as that which knows. And the impermanence of sensations and perceptions and thoughts and feelings, that which is known by our awareness. Another metaphor is light or the sun. So awareness is like the sun, which is self-illuminating. <coughs> and it lights up the phenomenal or manifested world of sensations and perceptions, thoughts and feelings. Guided meditations are the use of words to help facilitate the experience of that which cannot be described in words, really. of this kind of meditation is to help 
as loosen our grip on the, the separate self. Sometimes we call it the self-centered dream, the separate self. Which is something which is deeply conditioned and very hard to free ourselves from. First of all, probably start to get an understanding of this intellectually. We can sort of understand how awareness or what is what we directly experience is totally complete and whole just as it is and how our thoughts and feelings and our parts or fragments of what we are we can maybe get some insight into the beliefs or that we hold about our separate self or what is sometimes called the self-concept or the conceptual self how we identify at times strongly with language and with relations such as I am this or I am that I am bad, I am good I am a failure, I am a success, etc. The deepest form of conditioning, the one that's probably the hardest to loosen the grip on, is the feeling within our bodies of separateness, and the way in which we are conditioned to identify with the material body, the body which grows old, becomes sick, and eventually dies. With this identification, with this construction of the body as a material thing, is often the core of much of our fear. The fear of disappearing, being nothing. This sense of separateness is what creates misery and suffering in our life, or we could say separateness is suffering. Two quotes here from Joko Beck from her second book, Nothing Special. Our misery stems from the misconception that we are separate. And as long as we think we're separate, we're going to suffer. If we feel separate, we're going to feel that we have to defend ourselves. 
that we have to try to be happy, that we have to find something in the world around us that's going to make us happy. So the separate self, in that sense, continually seeks happiness in objects or relationships. In other words, it seeks externally and is forever disappointed as a separate self can never be happy. The other form of suffering that the separate self takes, of course, is that of avoidance or resistance to this moment. So from the point of view of the separate self, this moment's never good enough or too painful or not right in some way. So as we can see, the separate self is full of evaluations, judgments. Continually produces these judgments and evaluations of self, others, world, etc. As long as we're entangled and caught, then we suffer. So this feeling of being separate often is deeply located in the body and this sense of conditioning is, with the body is more, perhaps, more deeper than the identification with the mind. The infant, of course when a baby is first born is just a bundle of sensations and perceptions and has no sense of inside or outside of separateness. Has no language at that point. And the infant child gradually gets introduced to language. And one of the first times it realizes its sense of separateness is with the body, with the identification of the body, and the recognition of itself in the mirror. And soon it's able to name mummy and daddy. And often it starts naming itself in third person. Until later, we start to use the word I. Now the word I is a very interesting word. Most of the time it's used to refer to what we would call the conceptual self, the self of subject and object kind of relations. I am this, I am that, I am here, you are there.
But in the spiritual traditions, the I is also being used as the I am. The I am of this timeless aware presence that we are. This awareness that has no gender or age. This awareness which is the same awareness that we were 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago. This I am is an impersonal I am. It's the I am of awareness. It has no dimensions. It's not located in space and time. Space and time are constructions of the mind. The mind being that which thinks produces images, memories. The Zen that we teach here is known as the direct path. Or another name for that would be direct experiencing. <laughs> direct experiencing is not located in space and time. Only objects exist in space and time. Objects can be observed but the observer itself cannot be observed. This is who we truly are, and clarifying this is enlightenment. Enlightenment is not an event which happens in time. To quote Joko Beck again from the same book, the enlightened state is pure, unadulterated, experiencing and that is utterly different from having an enlightenment experience so let us explore our experience of the body I suggest you continue to keep your eyes closed First of all, just go directly to the sensations that you are directly experiencing. Don't put any thoughts you have about the body to one side. See clearly that the thoughts you have about the body are not the body. They're not your direct experience of the body. 
a thought is just a thought. We can experience and know a thought. Well, we can see clearly that a thought is not a body. You can see the difference between a sensation and a thought. Or a belief. Secondly, take all the images you have about your body and just put them to one side. See clearly that an image or picture that we have of our body is not the body. It is clearly an image. We can know an image. We can, we can see clearly that an image is not the body. So put all your images of your body inside and directly experience the sensations. The sensations are all that remain of the body. And ask yourself, sensations occurring right now. When you set aside all thoughts and images, do these sensations have any location. Let's take the sensation of sitting in a chair or sitting on the cushion or stool. aside all memory, put aside all images, put aside all thoughts, and directly experience the sensations that are arising. Is there any edge or boundary to those sensations? And allow ourselves to notice the sounds 
sounds of the world or perceptions. Notice how the sensations and the sounds are both arising in the same field of awareness. Are there any limits to your awareness? Focusing on the what we normally refer to as hands. We have a thought about hands, we have an image about hands, five fingers. See if you can put aside all your thoughts and images of hands. Just be aware of the sensations. Is there any boundary between the sensations that you're experiencing? take what we normally call our head or our face, put aside all memory, thoughts, images of heads and faces and just directly experience the sensation. your boundary to the sensations. Allow yourself to float downwards to include the neck, chest and belly area. setting aside all thoughts and images and memory. Just allow yourself to directly experience the sensation.
and float down to the pelvic area and legs. And explore what is often labelled as chair and floor. Again, putting aside all memory, thoughts, images. Is there any edge or boundary? Is there any distinction there in your experience? All our experience is this dimensionless knowing is who we truly are. It's completely intimate with all objects that appear and disappear. always here and always now. Zen meditation is clarifying this understanding and then expressing it in our everyday 